0: Good evening or good morning, wherever you're listening to us. This is our first episode, or shall I call it a conversation that we're having on Mistakenly Apologetic. This is a podcast that will probably air every week. We're aiming for Friday, but we'll let you know how things will go with the editing, because I have here an amazing, uh, very interesting and fabulous (laughs) editor who also happens to be my co-host, I guess. Uh, Teresa. How are you doing? By the way, I forgot to say that I'm Shaza. My name is Shazadus and I am in McKinney, Sierra Leone. I would have forgotten to actually introduce myself here.
1: Don't worry, like you introduce me, I introduce yourself, don't, it's it's fine.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Yeah, so I'm here in Milano. Uh in my in my room in this moment. And uh, no, but it's fun, you know, like uh, I understood that I'm I'm a small nerd anyway. Um, this morning I was going through so many videos uh, just to see
0: how to edit uh, stuff. I'm so happy you're the one that's editing because it would have been a complete disaster. Or actually there would have not even been a podcast if I'm the one that edits. The shabbiness of what it is would have been a <laughs> mistake.
1: The funny part is that I feel that I I, I started this project just for the uh, for the sake and the fun of editing something.
0: You know, yeah. Like, Whenever <laughs> I'm asked about the motivation behind starting a podcast, it seems that you and I are actually on the wrong track with this. <laughs> Everybody has a very different motivation from the one that we have. It's quite interesting.
1: But I mean, we complement each other. The, the the truth is that we complement each other. But, or yeah. at least
0: we think we complement each other. <laughs> Actually Teresa surprisingly about an hour ago messaged me and said if you were a man I would have married you and I felt like that was a very nice, that was one of the best compliments I've received recently, do you know that?
1: Even though I imagine I imagine ourselves in this moment uh, like as two old women uh, that are going to end up uh, like together, I don't know where honestly, I really don't know where.
0: With a bunch of dogs somewhere in the French Riviera probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds honestly sounds really really good. Sounds nice, Um, yeah. Oh my god, but anyway. Mm -hmm. So from where do we start? I mean, are we? I mean,
0: it seems that we are doing this already, but I think it's only fair that we just tell at least whoever that's listening to, or whoever, if any, (laughs) buddy decides to listen to this, that uh, this is a very unedited and unstyled conversation that we have. We don't really intend to make many tweaks and many edits. Uh, but it's only fair that we put in mind that we're responsible for the content that comes out from now on. So if there are any edits to be done, it would probably be when Teresa's doing her edits and when whenever she finds out that we drifted or we've, not drifted, but of course we will drift. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute drifting. <laughs> but <laughs> not, uh, not very appropriate in a sense or causing any type of harm or discomfort to the listener in any way possible. This is in no way our intention. We actually want to have hard Conversation like we always do, and um, we just want to be considerate of everybody, and we do not want, especially that you are allowing us to be part of your social diet, if I may say. So, uh, if if we are to be consumed in a sense, let us be consumed with responsibility, and not just be there out to um, to just blabber <laughs> insensitively. So. Why are we mistakenly apologetic or are we mistakenly apologetic? It seems that
1: we are we are already asking sorry for so many things by the way and we didn't start we didn't start yet. We're
0: apologizing um, for anything. <laughs> But this type of excuse I actually like, like, I think we need to at least lay the grounds that we're not here to just become bitchy for people to listen to us and feel like they're uncomfortable with our ideas because we're only entitled to the opinions that we have. But aside from that, we don't really have the right to force our ideologies on people, especially if they're harmful or they're rude or too much i don't know and by the way you know what mm. it's it's very it's uh, it's
1: funny um, that i actually uh, decided to embark in, in, in a project like this one exactly in the uh, moment in my life where i le- i have less opinion uh, than ever i mean i'm sh- i'm less sure
0: about my opinion uh, but isn't this powerful in a sense I find so much power in the fact that you can let go of your opinion easily because being stubborn about our opinions is what I think is what creates extremism now in the world. So many people are just very um, persistent with their opinions and with how important and setting stone their opinion can be when we really need to be loose. You know, (laughs) the point is that sometimes I feel completely Mm. empty. Uh, and boring. Yeah, I cannot recall the last time where I told somebody I don't think I have an opinion, and they, they and then they continued to talk to me. I think that was the end of so many conversations. With me <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I mean, said, you know what? I'm afraid I don't have an opinion about this yet. And <laughs> of many friendships.
1: No, but this is the truth. I mean, like you know, if if I if I don't start to have opinions, there uh, straight on uh, and as soon as possible, this is going to lead me to have a very lonely life. Um, But yeah, the truth is that I'm really, really confused right now.
0: Yeah, it's like the world is forcing us to have opinions. But then how informed are we to make opinions all the time? I think sometimes I feel very informed about my opinion. And this is when I actually have a bit of confidence <laughs> when it comes to having to have a debate or something like this. But some other times, honestly, my opinions are based on nothing there. It's an absolutely void opinion and I don't even have the right to have it, you know.
1: But yeah, this is this is the point. I know, I mean, honestly, I, I know perfectly like that uh, there are so many things that I don't know. And uh, for as much as I try to be comfortable about admitting it, uh, there are so many times where I just try, I, I just hope that people will shift to, to another conversation and just not to uh, make them know that I'm completely <laughs> ignorant about what they are to talking spare about. Spare
0: the embarrassment.
1: Yeah, oh my God, especially yeah. when it's about politics. Uh, I always feel that I should have been more... I mean, I, sh- I, should, I should have learned things when was the time to learn them. But anyway, um, and I'm fascinated about people that actually know, knows more than me. And this is the worst part, you know, is that I feel that I, I try to, uh, to run away from people that knows more than me
0: Yeah, they tend to be intimidating sometimes. But I think with knowledge, specifically with knowledge, I feel like it has two sides. Like, of course, the more you know, the more you really wish you didn't know, or at least I'm going through this phase of my life is that... The more that I know things, the more I wish I did not... I I wish I can just press undo and not know something sometimes because it puts so much restriction and responsibility after the knowledge is there. But also with, with this responsibility, I understand that I become part of it is that you become intimidating to somebody that does not have this knowledge. And you would play this also in a different setting or even towards the same person because they only know about this topic more than you. But then when it comes down to it, it boils down to to knowledge in different areas. You know, even back home in Egypt, we say, Akbar biyom, annak basana. If somebody is one day older than you, they know a year's worth of knowledge more than you. And it's, it's such a weird thing to think about. But you would meet so many people that just have different sets of knowledge, I guess. And you would be amongst them, no?
1: The problem is that I'm always very nerdy on things, you know? So...
0: I my my that. my thing is and that I love that about you so much.
1: <laughs> the problem is that when I, there is something that I think that I should know, I I mean I really should know you exhaust it. Exhaust the so hell I have to, out of the
0: thing until yeah, you know exactly. Pr- pretty much everything about the topic. So, I know. exactly. So this no, is the point.
1: Good. I know I know very well specific things, and I will never admit it to people. I mean, there are so many times that I faked that I was I I knew less than what I actually knew. Uh, just because I do. But didn't... why do you do that? I mean, I, I just, you yeah, I know, I don't know. Like, actually, I guess it is it, it part uh... of being apologetic.
0: <laughs> I think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but the truth is that, yeah, I mean, if I have to know something, I have to. I really have to know it. And uh, um, I think it is the same with so many topics that I'm ashamed of not uh, really having a good knowledge about them.
0: You remind me of my mom. My mom also is very apologetic sometimes. She would hit a chair and t- and say sorry to the chair. And I would look at her like, are you really addressing objects now? Did we reach this point of apologetic behavior? But anyways, my question for you was, do you think knowledge is a thing, but the projection of knowledge or how we show our knowledge needs sometimes to be downplayed so that we look cool? It, it, I think that it depends on... Uh, on...
1: What you like? What you are talking about?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I think that there were there are some some things that uh, if it seems that you know a lot, uh, you look kind of weird, and there are other things that uh, if you know a lot, uh, you are really cool. Yes, I do.
0: Uh,
1: usually, what I like to know a lot is always uh, very weird. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't
0: really uh, like doesn't. You end up me. talking for thirty minutes plus about. <laughs> Probably solar energy in West Africa. Yeah, I mean, I, I never do... Actually, I, ne-
1: I never do that. I really never do that. Um, I know that there are some top... I mean, there are some areas uh, that uh, in life mm-hmm. that I'm really curious about uh, and I start to, uh Oh my God, you know that is the second time that I want to say this word and doesn't uh, pop in my head, um, which is like...
0: See the meaning of it.
1: It's like... Um, Oh my god, guys, it's like in Italian, it's scavare. Um, you googled this one when you were talking so to me is yesterday. To I a, think. A language, this one is going to be a language. Uh, digging, oh my god, the perfect is ding- digging. Um, and I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: Amazing god, content. By the way. You were just talking about uh, how nerdy you can be. You can know so much about the topic. But you're a peculiar person in general, so it's understandable. I think unless somebody really gets to know you in person, they would not really understand your interests or understand how to justify your interests. <laughs> Rather than <laughs> I, never, I never thought about it in this way, by the way, you know? Mm. Um, no, for me even, I feel the pressure sometimes when projecting knowledge. So many times I would just have so much to say or somebody would ask something in a group setting. But because I am not the one that's targeted with the question... I would probably just not really talk about it much and just allow for the conversation to flow the way that it was meant to flow. And I, I to, to me, it seems a bit more attractive for social behavior. But also when we're talking now, I'm thinking to myself, is it important for us to seek the social attractiveness rather than <laughs> being apologetic about the too much knowledge <laughs> that we have? Or how is this played? It's very intriguing for me how things can just pop up in conversation, how much can we keep to ourselves so that we look a certain way when we can actually even save a situation sometimes.
1: But I mean, honestly, it's even the nature of this uh, entire thing that we are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really easy to edit what you think. And, um, but
0: because we're brought it's... up to do that also. We're brought up that the most socially acceptable way to present your ideas is when you edit them. Not when they're unedited, otherwise they come out rude, shabby, unnurtured, uh, messy, and you're perceived according to what you say also. So people would think of you as a person that's not well nurtured and it's a faux pas. It's something that nobody wants to be. No? Like, that's how I feel sometimes, is that there is so much pressure put on our ways of of putting out our ideas. There is so much pressure sometimes that's put on children, even myself included. I remember so much pressure was put on me on the way that I formulate my sens- sentences and the way that I project my knowledge in the way that I structure my ideas and otherwise a label is put on me that I'm not properly nurtured and it's a complete faux pas. Nobody accepts the fact that you will just be called somebody that's not cultured in a way that structures their sentences and their conversations a certain way. So we are, our myself at least, not to assume for everybody else that I am nurtured to be edited. It's my software, you know.
1: You know what? That while you were speaking, I was thinking why for me it's so hard. Honestly, this uh, entire process, I would say, and uh, the reason why I think that is, uh, um, is really interesting to go through this uh, this project. Um, is because I feel that in Italian I'm able to actually edit myself much better than uh, in English. So I have a control of my mind and what I say in Italian, which is uh, 10 times better than what I do in English. And uh, I mean, in English, it's really hard for me to edit myself. Uh, reason why, for example, now I'm freaking out, <laughs> I would say. I mean, because I know that uh, when I speak in English, I speak uh, through my art most of the time. And uh, since I'm not able to find, you know, like the perfect word in the perfect way, in the perfect context... Uh, um, for me, it's much, much easier to fall into the, I, I, like, I would say that my English version, like the, the English version of myself is much, m- much less edited than uh, my Italian version. Really? And, uh, it's tough because, you know, sometimes feels, at least for me, feels that you don't have anything to say in general, mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. in reality, you know, that's the, you have a lot to say. And the point is that, uh, um... It just feels that uh, nothing is really interesting for the others uh, to listen to.
0: Yeah, you downplay your your interest and you just feel like you you don't have much to offer that's interesting enough for people to listen to. Yeah, and it's probably why we, uh, we actually also were very hesitant about starting a podcast in the first place. We felt like nothing is interesting about this for somebody to sit down and listen to. Yeah, I mean, it's actually what what's, what
1: what uh, what is going on in my mind uh, since uh, the beginning we started uh, recording, uh, because I mean I I think about uh, uh, okay so if I'm going to say this it's going to be interesting for the people that uh, uh, might listen. In the end, uh, happens that I don't say anything at all. At this point, I mean, like I'm like okay. Uh, and now? No, but
0: kidding aside, now, I think we're actually being mistakenly apologetic for a first <laughs> for a first episode. Absolutely. There is a lot to filter through. But do you imagine by the by time and the more episodes that we get to do, especially that I think our normal day to day conversations are of the same sense. Maybe we put more humor into them because we're at ease with each other while now we feel like we're more censored. But I, I think by time it will probably just start to be less apologetic than it is maybe also when we receive feedback it will look different to us than what we have it in our heads
1: but i also feel that actually we are going to get uh, more comfortable with with ourselves rather than yeah. it's i don't think that it's more about the other person it's more about being comfortable mm. with yourself Absolutely. most of the time i'm, I'm really um, surprised about the perception that other people have of myself Mm. And what I actually think of myself,
0: yeah, like the sets of people that you that you have and you imagine will be listening to this podcast is very different from the set of people that will be listening to mine. hundred percent hundred percent um,
1: but I think that yeah, through the time, it's going to be
0: interesting to see
1: how how we'll perceive this recording thing, um uh, but especially because I think that we are going to get much more. Um, at ease, uh, at uh, putting our ideas and our thoughts out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's weird, but you know what? Like, as you know, <laughs> uh, so in these days, I'm trying to... I mean, I'm I'm going through a lot of videos of polyglots because I want to learn French. And it's uh, since the quarantine that uh, I'm trying to learn French. Um, and I, guys, I, I guess it's... I don't. I don't want to um, volare alto in Italian. I would say, which is fly high. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think that maybe by twenty twenty one this is going to happen. But which anyway, which month
0: of twenty twenty one? Because 2021 is about two months away. Do you realize that?
1: Yeah, I mean twenty twenty one. Any month in twenty twenty one can be also December twenty twenty one. But anyway, um,
0: no. But I was going
1: through different videos about how to learn languages because, as I said, I'm I'm pretty nerdy on this kind of stuff. So I go. Uh, deep and like uh, one of the videos that i i saw was about how to learn languages as an introvert and especially like how to um how to develop skills of uh, sp- like speaking skills uh talking to yourself and uh, something that he said uh, is that uh when he talks uh, he is uh, Stephen kaufman no, no, this one is another guy. Is uh, uh, oh my god, I don't remember the name. Robert, Robert... McPherson, yeah, something exactly. like this. Mm. So what he said is that uh, there is a moment uh, through the process of learning, of speaking, of learning how to speak in a, la- in, in a new language, uh, that uh, he uh, speaks out his mind. So whatever he thinks, uh, he just uh, tries to say it in the language that he's uh, learning and the funny part is that he was kind of saying I know that for you might sound weird to speak your mind out loud uh, because maybe it would be weird to speak to yourself (laughs) the funny part and I don't know why I started to say this is that uh, I always speak to myself (laughs) so
0: uh, why, why was I saying this we agreed that you will be the one that brings me back to topic. Not that you will do that to yourself. <laughs> um, no, no, but... If, any, if one of the two of us actually knows how to drift from a conversation, it would definitely be me. And then Teresa keeps bringing me back or bringing us back to where we were. And now I'm just enjoying watching you. Uh,
1: no, but no, actually, no, there is a point. There is a point. Uh, the point was that uh, um, I feel that it's kind of the same process also through, the, through a podcast. I mean... Like, has he, has he tries to learn a new language and he, since he's alone, he needs to speak his mind out, I feel that the podcast kind of teaches you the same. I mean, how to speak your mind out um, yeah. in a way that uh, forces you to stop thinking about what other others can think yeah, of what you're Yeah, thinking saying. it
0: too much and just letting yeah. it get to you and stopping you from speaking your mind, essentially yeah I feel like yeah. now I don't even have the time to filter too much through it, but you know what when you're talking about it also, I'm just thinking that maybe the way that we um that we care too much or that we bother too much to be edited and to filter things through sometimes is coming from a good intention it's not coming from from a place where our parents for example or whoever our guardian was that was trying to nurture us wanted to limit our ability to express ourselves but maybe it was just coming from a good intention of wanting to care for others because until unless you actually care for the human being you're talking to so many uncensored things can come out of your minds and be like really hurtful. Exactly what we even decided to edit out of this podcast is that whenever something that we think is too controversial for somebody to to be able to digest smoothly and not be bothered about the fact that they listen to us on a random evening or on a Saturday morning, then uh, we're just l- probably losing our point. So part of it is probably just to find the balance, maybe, to know how can I care for others, but also self-care and not self-care in the in the way of like hot bubble baths and face masks, but I mean self-care in the sense that I respect my opinion also and I want to project it in a more um, natural way to me.
1: It's interesting, you know why? Because uh, you were talking from a point of view of um, trying to care for others, while I think that most of the time uh, the reason why I sent how do you say, by the way, censored? Censored, yes. It's more for like trying to defend myself rather than actually trying to care for others. Really? Um, yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't want to say that I'm the kind of person that actually doesn't uh, um, weigh words. And I believe that words have meaning and uh, mm-hmm. we need to start, uh, um, I mean, we, we should realize it yes. when we talk um and take responsibility of it but yeah I think honestly that my like my like my um how do you say intention of uh, not really saying out loud all the things that I think um comes more from the idea of trying to um defend myself rather than uh, um safeguard others
0: yeah, I agree with you also. So many things I would rather say, but I would keep them to myself just for the sake of self-defense. It depends on, on the situation, honestly. I find myself in both caring for others and caring for myself too. Yeah, You're right.
1: I mean, are we
0: drifting from
1: the conversation? And who is going to listen to us, by the way?
0: That's a good question right now. I'm trying not to, really, I'm trying not to keep in my mind anybody, any face, aside from maybe my mom and my dad that will be listening to me and my sister. By the way, we yeah. should give a shout out to my sister because she's the motivation honestly, we should, behind uh, this podcast. No, we, should nah thank,
1: we should thank her, honestly. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. We, p- we piggybacked a lot of, on the, the inspiration that she gave to us, although her, her podcast is very different in nature, but it's a shameless plug. And also very well-structured, I would say. She's much more structured than we are, 100%. But I think also it's a representation of how different our our characters are. Yeah, I would say so. Or, yeah, yeah. No, my sister is much more structured than I am, 100%. Oh, by the way, if you would like to listen to Nagam, her podcast is very short and it's very brief and it's actually much more structured, as Teresa just said. It's called (laughs) Nagam's Favorite Existential Crisis, and you'll find it on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. But back to, back to business, back to base.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, the truth is that I'm so, so tired, guys, honestly. Like, I didn't expect...
0: We've tried so much to find a good platform to video call because I'm, I'm an Egyptian, essentially, but... Essentially, <laughs> essentially just not. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an Egyptian, just let's leave it there. And I live now in McKinney, Sierra Leone, where the internet is actually very good. Than what most people expect.
1: Which, by the way, I couldn't find on the phone. I tried to put on my phone the time zone of Shaza so I could remember that she doesn't live in my same time zone. And by the way, your place doesn't yes, exist. Only the
0: capital is the one that's put, Freetown is the one that Yeah, put, Exactly. Uh, or the northern province, it says. That. Because you
1: actually can search on time zone on Android. Uh, like you can try to check, uh, like you can search
0: for a specific but McKinney, city. But uh, McKinney is the second or the third biggest city in Sierra Leone. Shaza, like you don't exist on Android. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that. Well, maybe maybe this podcast will even be a good chance for me to exist. <laughs> <laughs> to give a Android. shout out to
1: Makani is okay?
0: No, trust me, McKinney is an urban McKinney, setting. Okay. Actually, McKinney, is M-A-K-E-N-I. It's a very, it's very much of an urban setting, uh, for for African and how rural it can be. But um, it's it's quite surprising. Even my phone. I have an Apple phone and it still does not allow for uh, for me to actually find McKinney. Today, I found out that it's zooming it to the, <laughs> the northern province. So the whole <laughs> northern province of Sierra Leone, which is quite a huge uh, area of land.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, no, but the truth is that, yeah, we tried uh, so hard to find a platform where we could actually, like, uh, talk um, without any delay. And uh, yeah, like I'm, I, I'm so so. I mean, I feel that. Uh, I mean, I'm so tired.
0: Yeah, all I'm feeling now is that I'm feeling for you, that you have to do the editing for this, because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I cannot imagine having to sync both. So. I'm I'm looking forward to
1: I'm so I'm so looking forward for the editing part that you can't even imagine I'm so excited about it.
0: Yeah, that's the funny part. Teresa actually got excited about us <laughs> archiving our conversations just because she will have to edit them and put music to them and stuff like that. When for me it was just the notion of actually coming back somewhere where I can play them without having to bother to upload them and download them on my <laughs> laptop in weird ways. Very different interests here. Yeah. Even you enjoyed so much the graphic design of our of our thumbnail. That was a My, process on, to like, enjoy, like. honestly. If you guys have seen Teresa going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on very small details <laughs> that normally would not even be seen with a normal eye like mine, but uh, she was just enjoying the process very much. No, come on! I
1: was I was, honestly I was really so impressed that you could see that uh, the
0: picture wasn't centered. No, but you know what? Visual symmetry kill- kills me. My whole life I've been, I, I, do you know what, I was almost diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder when I was a kid because of how I just have to center things on the desk and I have to so my eye is, it's like a a setting that's just set in there for, for how things can be symmetrical and otherwise it will not be. By By
1: the way, this one is a perfect feature for someone that wants to become a graphic designer. So if you want to consider a future in graphic design, actually it works very well. Really
0: well. I'm no, very but really, far I from I that, that. that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like I was really surprised when you actually could uh, really? see that it wasn't centered. I was really mm. and I, on these kind of things, I'm really really picky. You kept telling me back that this is centered. Yeah, and I was convinced I think that it was centered, centered. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't centered.
0: So yeah, I, I'm really. <laughs> you didn't tell
1: me it wasn't. No, yeah, like you said.
0: How about this? I said, ah, yes,
1: this I mean, it was slightly like... not centered. I mean. Yes. So, but you know, like that much that actually you could see. So you have a future as a graphic designer. This is a this is the truth.
0: Future as a graphic. De- I wish I was a medical doctor. See, today. you can move with me this to France, something. and
1: uh, we can live together doing graphic
0: design. So this very one, this one is good. Going to be this is a very good reason for me to live to to move to Paris with you. I would love to do. That. Absolutely, tell me when to pack my bag. <laughs>